Come on, just lift your Bibles up. Declare with me after three. One, two, three. This is God's word, not Pastor Omar's word. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are opened. And I better not go to sleep. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Just remain standing and let me read for you. It says in verse 20. Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Alright, so let me tell you what happened. Earlier, Jesus was hungry and looking for food. He was looking for food and he came to this fig tree. And the fig tree never had any food on it. And so Jesus uh, said that he cursed the fig tree. Basically saying that you will not produce fruit. Alright, so the next morning, now in the morning. So when Jesus spoke it, nothing happened. At least until the next morning, we saw something happening. Right? See, you're following. So, he said it the day before that he was hungry, he had a need, and, and, and the thing couldn't meet. And he says, well, and he said something. Bam! No, no, no fruit. That happened. As they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter remembering. So, Peter says, oh, but isn't this the same tree that the master passed yesterday? And said that there would be no fig and it would dry up. Oh, watch ya. It really happened. We never know I'm serious. Watch it, watch it. And said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which your curse has withered. Like he's saying that, whoa, it really happened for true. We can't believe this. We just think the man there just a talk. You know, just a, just a talk casually. Talk by ear. Ha, has that ever happened to you? Like you get a word and you never really took it too seriously. Somebody walked past you and said, God is going to bless you. And, you don't even... and, then, and, then you, and then the next morning something happened and they said, hold on. Watch her. You know, because here's what happened. We normally believe the seeing. But we don't believe the hearing. But faith comes by hearing. hearing. The... the has Jesus ever said something to you? Like just a simple word? Like today, drive north. And you desire, decided to go south. And then you say, you know, say, the Lord tell me, say, me never did we drive the way here. Now. Like when things happen, is when you say, like, you say, you say like the apostle, hold on, hold on, hold on. But didn't God say so? Watch here. Watch this. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. In other words, he was saying, Listen, come on, from the moment I said it, what you should have expected it to happen. He was saying that from the moment the word was spoken, you should have expected it to happen. Why you had to wait the next morning, the next year, the next month, when you saw this thing? Why, why, why you have to wait until you see it? You should have received it by faith from the moment the words were uttered from my mouth. When do you believe God? When you see it or when you hear it? 
Let, 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 let's go on. Then he says in verse 23, For surely I say to you, whoever says, underline that, whoever says to this mountain, let me just help you, there was no mountain. Let me say it again. He was not pointing to a physical mountain at this point. So the subject of the sentence is the word says, not mountain. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. Watch this. And does not doubt in his heart. So first you have to say it. Then you don't doubt. And you believe. And those things. Watch this. Very important. You can underline this. And those things. He says. Will be done. Say what you say. Will be done. Come on say that with me. What you say. Will be done. What you say, you will get. What you get is what you say. You are getting what you have been saying. So if you want to change what you are getting, change what you are saying. Good or bad, those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says you will have whatever you say therefore I say to you whatever things you ask when you pray believe that you receive them so when you pray you have to believe that what you are asking God for you have received you don't wait until you get it. You believe it when you ask. Because that's when you get it. And then it manifests itself. Because if you don't believe it, you're not going to see it manifest. So when you ask, you have to believe that you have it. When you pray for your healing, you have to believe that you're healed. And then you will see it. Because if you don't believe it, you're not going to see it. It says when you ask, believe that you will receive and you will have them. In other words, if you don't believe what you're asking, you're not going to receive it. Making sense? Verse 25. And whatever you, whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Like, hello, what, 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 what is this doing here? All I said, Jesus, was, watch ya, the fig tree you talked to yesterday, it, it dry up. What, what do you have to do with forgiving, brother? Uh, if you don't forgive, brother. Oh, oh, you read so far, Jesus. All, all I said to you is, boy, the car needs some oil. How you gone into... The car needs some oil, and you said the car. Yesterday, you tell me, said the car gonna need some oil. Today, me check the car needs some oil. Who you gonna tell me about forgiveness and who me having on my heart and who me not having on my heart? And how we read so far? And you'd feel like in the text there must be some disconnect, but there is connection because the truth is, all that was happening is it was forgiveness and prayer. Because you're talking about asking. And for f- 
prior to work, the heart must be right. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if the heart is wrong, the mouth will be wrong. And if the mouth is wrong, then the prayer is wrong. And if the prayer is wrong, the prayer will go amiss. It will go unanswered. Because God don't answer wrong prayer from wrong heart. Amen? So really what the scripture is saying, fix your heart, fix your mouth, fix your talk. Because you get what your heart is saying. So if your heart is full of unforgiveness, you're going to get a whole heap of problems in your life. But if you forgive and then ask, and you believe, then you will get the things you're declaring. So the scripture is saying that whatever thing you ask in prayer, believing you will receive them, you will have them. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, open our eyes to see your truth, our ears to hear your voice, our minds to understand your word, and our hearts to receive everything that you have in store for us. Spirit of the living God, come and have your way in our midst. God, we pray that your will be done and your kingdom come. Cause change and transformation in the hearts of your people, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much. The goal of this message and the power in your tongue is to demonstrate the power and authority of God's word over the obstacles and difficult problems we face in our lives. Uh, It will show you that there is real power in your words. If you channel the authority that God has given you. There is power in your words. It will also teach um, us how to speak with the same authority that God has as it relates to your struggles. Have you ever in your life said something good or bad and it happened? Has that ever happened to you? I mean, have you ever said, like, probably you probably said to yourself, Boy, me think so they going to fire me now, man, because... I know so they're going to fire me, you know. I know so they're going to lose their job, you know. Boy, things aren't really good, boy. I wonder if they're going to fire me, man. And then, and then one day you just get fire. <laughs> I mean, that has that happened to you yet? You, you ever said to yourself, boy, may I tell you, boy, I'm bro- I don't have money. I don't have no money. And you do have some money, you know. But all of a sudden you start to no, no, you really don't have no money. Have, have you ever said anything yet? You ever walk in on the road and say, boy, I hope the shoes are... I know say dry rot in a long time, you know, but I, I hope say nobody will give way upon me, you know. I hope say, boy, I really hope I go to Ochi and I don't want and you to reach an Ochi, the bottom just fall off. I, I don't. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, have you ever been walking and you say, boy, I don't want to drop, you know, man. I make sure I walk careful. I don't want to drop, I don't want to drop. And then you just fall down. You know what happened? They see all of those things. You, you really call them into being. They are nowhere, you know. You just pick them up from somewhere and say, come. And you start speaking it. And it starts manifesting. So there is an authority and a power in your words. Right? It also teach you to benefit from the power that comes from that authoritative speech. And finally, this message will give you the confidence to face your problems with faith in God. In God's power to tell them to cast themselves into the sea. So let's begin. In our lives, right, we all face personal obstacles. All of us. The young, the old, the rich, the poor. The long time saved, the just saved. 
We all face problems. Some are emotional struggles. Some are financial problems. Some of us have spiritual attacks. Some have physical attacks. We all have problems. Sometimes you, you have some stuff that affects you emotionally that leads to depression and, and just other stuff, you know, um, toxic relationships. Then you have financial problems where no matter how hard you work, it seems like you just can't have money. You always have, as soon as you save up some money, there's a crisis that pops up and the money that you save up is just gone. Somebody always gets sick in your family anytime one look at money dropping out your bank account. You, you, you understand me? Always having these financial issues. Then you have spiritual attack, which I believe that sometimes we, we don't see them. You know, seasons when you don't feel like reading your Bible. You don't, you don't have that desire anymore. You, you don't have that desire to pray anymore. You don't evangelize anymore. And you just think it's a natural phase in life. But the truth is, it is a, a spiritual attack. And the enemy is really trying to, to separate you from God. Right? He's trying to pull you away from the relationship. Not from the love of God, because God will always love you. But what happened, he's creating distance between you and God. And you have this spiritual attack, and you have to become more sensitive to certain things. When you see that you don't have a desire to read God's word as much. When you see that you don't have personal quiet time. You're you're under spiritual attack. Why? Because the devil is doing it, and not God. God will never push you away from devotions. God will never push you away from prayer. God will never push you away from fellowship. God will never push you away from anything that is going to build intimacy with him. So anytime in your life you find that you are growing and going away from the things of God, it is signifying that you're probably under some form of spiritual attack. Why why these things come? They serve to rob us of our joy and tempt us into trying to remove the obstacles in our own strength. So I have you going through these things and you don't have any joy anymore. You're you're feeling depressed. You're feeling broken. You're feeling confused. And here's what happened. We spend our time and our energy now trying our best to fix the things in our own strength. Only to know that the more we try to fix life, is the worse life gets. Because we are not fixers. We are people who need fixing. And that is why you can't fix anybody's life. And you can't, we can't fix our own lives. We don't have the, I've never seen a car fixing a car. If a car is broken down, you take it to the garage. Amen? Because the car... The creation cannot fix the creation. The creation needs to be fixed by the creator. So man cannot fix man. I've never seen one car trying to fix the other car. They can tow the other car to the garage. But they can't fix them. So I can't fix you. Only the maker of you and the maker of me can fix you and fix me. Man cannot fix man in the same way a car cannot fix a car. So stop trying to fix yourself. Amen? And run to the fixer. Who is the fixer? His name is Jesus. So the Bible calls these personal obstacles mountains. So it is not a 
literal mountain that Jesus was speaking to. It was more figurative mountain. So Jesus teaches that we believers have the authority to speak to these mountains and command them to move from us as long as we speak under the authority of God's word. Now, if you're going to speak to your mountain, you have to speak under the authority of God's word. You can't speak to your mountain under the authority of your words. You know the scripture says in Acts about this, the sons of Sepha, Paul, I know Peter, I know, but who are you? Not everyone is not every listen, everyone can, but not everyone is able to use God's word and speak God's word and activate God's power. You have to have authority from God and that comes through a personal relationship with him. Amen? So that means that Christians, let me say it again, Christians, not everybody created, Christians have power in their tongue. So by speaking the words that God has written on our hearts, by declaring the truth that we have stored up inside our minds, through diligent reading and study of the scripture, we can make our personal mountain disappear. Listen, mountain of financial stress can disappear. Mountain of sickness can disappear. Mountain of lukewarmness can disappear. Mountain of depression can disappear. Mountain of mourning can disappear. Every mountain can disappear when we declare the truth of God as it is in his written word. But some mountains are bigger than others and some of our problems overwhelm us. And in the stress and anxiety of trying to handle those problems, we lose sight of two important truths. The first truth that we lose sight of is that as children of God, we have the same authority to move mountains that God has. Come on, just say with me. I have the same authority to move mountains as God has. Say, no, but I am not God. But I'm made in the image and in the likeness of God. So as creatures made in his image, we have power in our speech which comes, from, comes forth as an outpouring of what lives in our heart. The power in our speech has to do with what lives on the inside of our heart. So that's the first truth that we lose sight of. The second truth we lose sight of is that in order to benefit from that power, we must utilize that power through actual speech, not belief. It says, whatever you say, until you say it, you will not see it. You have to begin to speak. You, have what, you need to speak what you want to see, and if you don't want to see it, don't speak it. Listen, if you get up and you talk about divorce, I guarantee you're going to get divorced. If you get up and you say, well, boy, I don't look like me, I'll get married, trust me. You're probably not going to get married. If you get up every day and well, hey, boy, me, I tell you, my, 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 oh, no girl no want me. No girl not going to want you, man. Just, that's how it works. You're going to get what you speak. Whatever he says, believe it, he will receive. Just as God declared the universe into existence. 
not with a wave of a hand, but with the authoritative speech. We also must speak to our problems after we have spoken to God in search of his will. So here is how it works. We go and tell God about our mountains. God says, no, you need to tell your mountain about God, about your God. You need to go to God and say, God, I have a situation. God says, here is the word. By his stripes you are healed. So you go to sickness and say, mountain of sickness. By the stripes of the Lord, I'm healed. So healing come into my life. But here's what you have to do. You're not just speak things into being. You have to speak things out of being. Or out of exit. There are some things in your life that you're going to have to speak out of your life. Let me say it again. We, we learn how to speak things into our life. We need to learn how to speak things out of our life. Depression, you don't belong here. You, you understand me? Luck, you don't belong here. Mountain be moved in the name of Jesus. And the scripture said, And the next morning, what he said was seen. I'm, I'm telling you, if you begin to see it in the next season, in the next chapter of your life, in the next moment of your life, you'll actually begin to see what you have said. In other words, Jesus spoke something that was not into. And something that was, he spoke it out. In other words, the fig tree was a fig tree that normally produced fruit. It just never had any at the time. And Jesus said, you're going with her. In other words, he spoke it out of being. Am I making sense? But here's what we love. We speak things into being. We like to speak things into being and we do it negatively and we do it positively. I want you to start, look at your life and see the mountains in your life that ought not to be there and speak them out of your life. Because they won't come out until you talk them out. The reason why you're in the state you're in is because you don't say nothing about it. You need to start declaring that you are a child of God. And I have authority to say to you, mountain, mountain of, mountain of this, mount, I have authority to say to you, be gone. And you will be gone. So before God could say it, he had to think it. Because words are thoughts made audible. So what, when Jesus said, let there be light, he had to think it. You know what the scripture said first? How did creation start? Come, let us. In other words, thought and then words. It's not enough to have the thought. You have to speak. Because the expression of thought is audible. You have to speak. You can't think about your state. You have to speak about your state. You can't think about being a child of God. You have to speak about being a child of God. You can't think about your healing alone. You have to speak about your healing. You can't think about deliverance. You have to speak about your deliverance. You can't just think about God being provider. You have to speak about God being provider. You have to make the thought audible by speaking. And too many of us, we think our prayers. We pray in our minds. I'm, I tell people, you don't need to pray in your mind. 
You can pray softly, but you can't pray in your mind. Because prayer must be audible. Don't let nobody fool you that you're praying in your mind. You're not praying. You're meditating on prayer. That's what you're doing. You're meditating on what you ought to be praying. I'm praying in my mind. Amen, 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 amen. You know what I just prayed? But you said amen. You can't pray in your mind. You have to speak it. You, you, you think a mountain can read mine? The mountain that you're supposed to speak to can't read your mind. You think your enemy can't read your mind? You need to say, enemy, come out of my life. Your enemy need to hear it. Imagine, imagine, imagine David was over here and Goliath talking. And, and, and David, and, and they say, hey David, what you doing? Talking to Goliath in my mind. You, you think Goliath would have been dead today? David had to scream out. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine trying to defy the armies of God? He had to speak. He couldn't just think about it. He had to speak by seeking his will first through prayer and by storing his truth in our hearts through faith. Reading of the Bible, we can speak to our mountain and demand that they be removed from us. Stop complaining to God. And go and command that your mountain be moved. That's what happened. Stop complaining to God. God, you know, you know, you know, you know the thing. Let us stress me out, you know, God. May I tell you, Father God, just come do God. Just come wind me so you come right, right now. Right now, God. Right now, Lord God Almighty. Me need you, Jesus. Me know me not for calling your name in vain, but God, me need you. Me don't know what else is right now. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, why are you talking to me? You have power and authority. Because God is saying to you, what you want me to do, you can do. Because I'm just going to speak. So you just speak. Why would God need to come down from heaven to say the four words you need to say? It's not worth a trip. Can you imagine the commission of police every time the police officer says, I am going to give you... I am going to give you a ticket. The commission of police have to come on the scene. No ticket will be given. God don't need to come down for you to give your mountain a ticket to leave your life. So what it means is that we have the power to speak to the mountain. For assuredly I say to you... Whoever says to this mountain. So there was this Christian man. He, he got fired. And because, um, not because of his incompetence. But because of his faith. His bosses told him. We don't have tolerance for Christians here. They said if we had known that. We wouldn't have hired you. You know you can't read your Bible on your lunch hour here. Even though it's your lunch hour. And if you don't abide by this, even though you work, 
your work is fine. You can't work here anymore. The man replied, well, I cannot deny my faith. So they said to him, well, you, you can't work here. So they fired him. So he packed up his stuff and on his way out, here's what he prayed. Now, Lord, you know the situation. He says, I speak to this mountain in the name of Jesus because you know it's unfair. You also know I need a job. So I speak into, the, into this, the will of God. So who did the man address? He called on God and he spoke to his mountain. He said, mountain, I speak to this situation in the name of Jesus. I speak to this mountain in the name of Jesus. Be gone. I speak you out of existence. And I speak into existence the promise of God, the word of God. What the word of God says. I'm going to call that into being. I'm going to speak some things out of my life. And then I'm going to call God's word into being. What does God's word say? And I speak that. The story goes on. That he walked out the door and on his way to the car, his cell phone rang. On the other end was a voice, voice that said, this is General Motors. We have just come across your application. We want to hire you. He was offered more money, more benefits, more everything before he got to his car. And this is a true story. Became a major manager at General Motors. What happened? He never went complaining about some of us. Like God, you know, love me. I work all, 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 all. I can't believe that all ungrateful people. Them. He look much years me putting a service and he just get up on fire. Me so in God, isn't that something like work for people? You know, Jesus, me no know, you know. God, me no know. That's why I, I swear they come down. God, all them people are wicked judgment for them. Wicked judgment for all that the boss. All. I must be supervisor one. Me, me, I'll get loose on my job. You know, because me know they don't like me long time. You know, God, me know they don't like me long time. I saw people bad mind and see it. You me go go. College and me will get my degree and them now my degree yet, you know God. That's why they go on so that's why they fire me for no reason at all. What me are gonna do now, God? What me are gonna do now? Oh my kids are go to school, God. In God, in God, in God, in God. God, 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 God. Are you mountain over there? You can't go and talk about God. If you don't talk to me, me now move. You know the story of, of, of the man who was drowning? And well, he wasn't drowning, he actually drowned. And when the people came and said, Brethren, you're sitting right here, you're a lifeguard, and you let your friend drown. Man said, Oh no, no, easy man. Come and sit down right here, sir. Right here, see me and the man sit down. He jump off into the water and he drowned. He called Buddha, he called Selassie, he called Jesus. And all I know him to say, Ray, what do you think? I'm not going to help him, man. I'm the right, your son, the man, who call me. He called upon, upon all them names. That's what some of us do. Your mountain is right beside you, and you're complaining to God. And when you don't complain, your mountain is still right here. It's time for you to stop complaining to God and start talking to your mountain in the name of Jesus. And say, you mountain, you need to move. In the name of Jesus. Stop telling God about your mountain. And tell your mountain about your God. Amen? Amen? Because what is a mountain to you is dust to God. So he doesn't need to hear about it. God has been there and done that. 
Your mountain need to know that. So you need to give mountain information that they don't have about your God. Don't try to give God information about your mountain because he has it already. Are, are you following me, church? And that is the problem why many of us are in the situations that we are in. You see, mountains are problems and struggles in our lives that hinder us from experiencing joy and freedom in our lives. Your mountains need to be moved or you're going to be under pressure. You see, before we speak to the mountains in our lives, we need to speak to God in search of his will. So we go to God's word and we say, God, what does your word say? What does your word say? We pick up our Bibles and we read and we say, God, you say that you are here. You say you're a provider. All right, mountain. My God is a healer. By his stripes I'm healed. So sickness be gone in the name of Jesus. My God is a provider. So luck be gone in the name of Jesus. My God is peace. So fear be gone in the name of Jesus. Jesus. My God is victory. Defeat be gone in the name of Jesus. I take the word of God and I speak it into being in the same context that I'm speaking. The problem, the situation, the mountain out of my life, I'm speaking God's word into my life. Just as Jesus spoke directly to a fig tree. You know, Jesus didn't go and say, Father, I am hungry. What happened to the fig tree? He said, you fig tree. Who, what Jesus spoke to? The fig tree. Here's what the scripture says. I, whoever says to what? This mountain. Who are we supposed to talk to? The mountain. Jesus spoke to the fig tree. It's time for you to talk to your problem. Talk to it and in the authority of Jesus Christ. Speak to your problem. Say, so listen, you're not bigger than my God. Who do you think you are? I am an overcomer. And all enemies of God are under his feet. And I'm in God, so they are under my feet. So we can speak to our problems and demand that they be removed from us. It's time church for us to stop thinking that we can command God and demand that our problems be gone. Like, listen church, we want to put God on assignment. When God is saying, it's a mountain. You need to give directive. Not God. We like to tell God what to do. God is no weak fence. Don't come tell God, God, you need to come down right now and fix my marriage. Because you never get married. So come right now, God. Come right now. Come from heaven. And step into this right now. And get, get him in order. Get her in order in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. God must be up in heaven saying, look at you two. Out of order. Put things in proper order. Command the problem in your marriage to go. Not me to come down. I'm not here. Listen. God is saying, listen. Hello. I am already here. I'm in you. I'm right on the inside of you. Open your mouth and speak to the thing. 
You, you understand? God, listen, we like to command God. I hear people come and say, God, uh, God, come and save Andrew Holness. He need Jesus. God, God, you see the ministry of education. They are giving money, all of money to real read and really teachers not getting paid. God just come down and mash up them business. Really? You see, God is going to leave heaven for your sake to mash up the ministry of education so you can get your $200,000 salary of a tax. You think God would really, would you really say, say that you lived in Zimbabwe and somebody asked you to come to Jamaica to work out $200,000 probably. Would you leave? Because the ticket probably going to cost you that anyways. God ain't coming for that. God is saying, listen, I am with you. Never to leave you nor forsake you. The issue is, you want me to do it. When you have authority in you to do it. Speak to the thing, because I am with you. Amen? Amen? So the power of our speech stems from our faith in God's power. You have to have faith in God's power. You have to have faith in God's power. So let's just go through this right. Benefiting from this power requires authorization. Authorization. You can't just go and talk. No, you need authorization. You need, come on, just say with me. I need authority to use the word, to speak the word. Hallelujah. So when a police officer drives up behind you with his or her lights on and through the speaker says, pull over, it would be in your best interest, right? To comply. You know why? Because that is a weighty request from a weighty person who has authority to say those words. Now if a regular person just drive up next to you and say, pull over, I would advise you to drive fast. Alright? You know why? Because they do not have the authority to make the demand. So when way to words because both persons can say the words but not both persons have the authority to use the word. Because weighty words must come from a person who is weighty. For, meaning somebody who has authority. Right? So when weighty words come from a weighty person, you might say, that person has authority to speak. The police officer has a right to say to you, put your hands up in the air. Who else can see your road and say, hey, put your hand up in the air? First thing you're going to ask them, excuse me, who are you? That's what we want to ask. You know, you know what is funny, church? Many days you have been coming to church. Have you ever checked out where the security is from? Who the security is? You have never even checked if he's the right security. You see the uniform. And immediately, because you see the uniform, and the uniform matches the company, you do no interrogation. You say, he's the security, and if he says you can't park here, you comply. If he looks like me, it don't make a difference. If, if, I mean, if him, you know, if him walk with a little, he don't make a difference. Right, because guess what? His uniform gives him authority. Don't make a difference. 
Do you know if you came one day and you saw somebody with no uniform down there? Even if he is the manager of the company, you're not responding. Even if he owns all the security guards and he pays them and gives them the firearm, the fact that he doesn't have on anything that gives him authority, he can't tell you nothing. Amen? That's how it is. Saying the words mean nothing if you don't have no authority to use the words. The good thing he says, whoever says, it means that once you have the authority, it don't matter if you're rich or you're poor. It don't matter if you're educated or uneducated. As long as you have authority, you can use the word. It means your son and your daughter words and you have to watch what your kids say. It means that your kids are creating things in their lives or they're destroying things in their lives by their words. Even your kids, because now it don't matter. As long as they have the authority to use the word, when they speak, it creates. When God talks, he's not just mouthing stuff. When God talks, he talks to create. He talks to employ. Every time God talks, something gets done, something get made, gets made. He talks of something to result out of his speech. So God's word has power because he has authority over his creation. So we are created in his image. And as such, our words have authority when we speak something in accordance with his will. When we speak according to his word, we have authority. And so when we have authority, that which we say becomes manifest. I love how police officers work. I've never been stopped by a police officer and they call the commissioner. They say, listen, they execute the law, though they have been told the law. In other words, once they have studied the law, they know what is right to do and not to do. So from that time, when they stop you, they don't need to hear from the commissioner. They don't call the commissioner of police. They don't call headquarters. They say, listen, this is what the law says. And all they do, they operate within the law that has been given. All we need to do, church, is operate within the law that is given. That's how we get our authority. A police uses, loses his authority when he begins to operate outside of the law that is given. That is why when a police officer tells you something that is not in compliance with the law, you don't need to obey it. So if a police officer says to you, listen, you man, drive as fast as you can and lick down anybody you want. You can't do that. And say, hey, are the police officer telling me to bounce on the people them? Because the law knows that you know that that is not lawful. Are, are you getting me? So you have to operate in accordance to the will, to the law. Alright? So if the transformation does not have a declaration preceded by an authorization, there will be no transformation. Alright, I made sure I put that in there because you will not remember a thing that I said about that. So, right, I made sure that that is in your notes. So I'll say it three times and then you remember it in the notes. Then I'm going to break it down. If the transformation 
does not have a declaration preceded by an authorization, there will be no transformation. <coughs> so how does transformation start? It starts with a declaration. But the declaration must be preceded by authorization. So you get authorization from God and you declare something and then transformation takes place. So if you want Jamaica to change, you have to get what? Authorization by God or from God and then you declare it. What is God's will for Jamaica? When you find that out, you begin to declare it and then Jamaica gets transformed. You don't speak to God. You speak to Jamaica having heard from God because the faith you're going to get to speak comes by hearing from God and when you hear from God, you declare what God has said and then the faith that came by hearing becomes a faith that is seen because that's what happened. Faith started with them hearing the declaration of God but they saw it the next day when the tree withered. You get me? So here's the thing. My job is to hear from God. Then I declare not to God, but to the thing I want to be transformed. What God has said. And at some point, the declaration is going to lead to transformation. In this story, it was the next morning. So finally... So benefiting from this power requires authorization. Benefiting from this power requires utilization. You don't need just authorization, but you need utilization. And so we all have power in our homes. We have electricity in our homes because we are connected to a power source. And so some kind of power is supplying our houses with the energy we need. In fact, the available power far exceeds our individual needs. JPS have more power than you need. Alright? So the source always have more power than the outlet. A amen? Amen. So it's only, it's, it's not only serving us, it's serving every customer of the company providing the power. So if we have connection with a power company, it has authorized us to use their power. So, if you're connected to JPS hopefully legally, you have been authorized to use JPS power. However, the power company is not going to come to our homes and plug in our appliances. Nor is it going to come into our homes and flip on the light switch. That's our job. All it's going to do is to authorize us to use the power it has supplied. Amen? So here's what happened. We have been authorized to use JPS power. But you have to turn on your TV. JPS have never come to my house and turned on my TV for me. Amen? So here's, here's, here's the deal, church. You have to use the power. Come on, just say, I have to use the power. So if we have the power, but we don't plug something into the to flip or flip a switch, it will remain unused power. Not because we don't have it, but because we never utilize it. The reason why many lives have not been transformed is because we haven't been utilizing the power that is in our tongue, though we have been authorized to use it. 
Now, if we haven't paid the bill and the power company cuts off, cuts us off, we could flip switches till we are blue in the face. Nothing will work. That is because we have not been authorized to use the power. So two things have to happen before our appliances will work or our lights will come on. To benefit from power, we must be authorized to have that power and we must utilize it once we receive it. So just like the energy that comes from electrical power, we will only benefit from such energy if we utilize it. We have to utilize it. Why? Because utilizing that Utilizing the power that moves mountain requires actual speech. You don't start applying God's power until you start talking, speaking, vocalizing, verbalizing. We must verbalize, verbally speak to our problems. In the same way that Jesus spoke to a fig tree if we hope to remove such problems from our lives. Jesus had a problem and he spoke it out of his life. When you have a problem, you have to speak it out of your life. Why? Because prior and speaking releases what God has already intended to do. There are some things that God wants to do in your life, but here is what. They are not happening. And you know why they are not happening? They are not happening because you are not speaking. So your priors are not releasing what God has intended to do. Let me give you a good example of this of a doctor and a psychologist. You, you, you make a trip to the pharmacy and you get some over-the-counter medication for your flu-like symptoms. We do this very often, right? You have a little flu, you just run to the pharmacy, right? And you get some stuff. But the stuff that you purchase, they're not doing the job. It is only getting worse. So the over-the-counter stuff that you buy, they are just not strong enough. So you call the doctor and you make an appointment. You go to the doctor, the doctor says... Well, let me check you out. The doctor discovers that the problem is much deeper and write a prescription, right? That's how normal doctors operate. All you know is the doctor is authorized to write it by virtue of being a doctor. You also believe and you trust the doctor's knowledge. Remember, you had flu. You went to buy stuff at the pharmacy and you went to buy stuff. It's not working. You go to the doctor. You say, doctor, I have a flu. Doctor said there's a deeper problem. Doctor says, I'm going to write your prescription. What she writes on the paper, even though you can't read it, you don't understand it, you trust, exact, you trust that it is exactly what you need. It's kind of amazing, right? You go to the doctor, the doctor checks you out, and then the doctor writes something. Jigging out the crap too, we call it. You don't have a clue what it is. But you believe it, you know? If you can believe a doctor writing prescription, you can believe the Bible. Because at least you can read the Bible. You can't read no prescription. Right? You can't read what is on the prescription. You don't even know if the pharmacist can read. You never ask the pharmacist to show you something that proves they can read. They take a prescription that you can't read. Right? right? And somehow, by some genius means, that jigging on the crap door writing that you can't read. The pharmacist says this is exactly what you need. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Right? I think I could be a doctor. And all you have to do is do not write nice. Just make sure, just make sure the patient can't read what you're writing. 
right? Yeah, you know, just, just get that to the pharmacy. They'll figure it out, <laughs> right? So you try to solve your problem yourself by shopping right off the counter. But now, with the doctor's word in your hand, you have authorization to shop at the pharmacy in the back of the store. So the pharmacy comes up and says, may I help you? You tell them that you want the prescription filled and you hand them the paper. That's all you say. Because you're operating on faith based on the word that is written. The, the faith that you have is that it is written by the doctor, so I must, so it go. He brings you, or she brings you some medicine based on what is written. And you have the gall to trust the person enough to take the medication. You don't understand it. You can't explain it. You don't know the ingredient in it. All you know is my authorized person wrote it down and if the doctor write it it must be good for me in this case God is the doctor and the prescription is the Bible and if you can believe what a physical doctor not natural doctor write then obviously you can believe what God has written you don't have to understand it. You just have to believe it. You may not be able to explain that Christ is healer, but you have to believe that he is healer. You may not be able to explain that he's provider. I may not understand it, but I believe it. However, you, you can have people with knowledge who have no authorization. It's like a psychologist. A psychologist has knowledge and can tell you what's wrong. But the thing is that a psychologist can't write a prescription. See, a lot of us are spending a lot of our time talking to psychologists instead of doctors. Spiritual people sound like they know what they're talking about. But they can't write a prescription. Because only God can so all these people can do is to help you analyze how bad off you really are. But when you talk to a doctor who's been authorized to write a prescription and you give the written word to the pharmacist, he gives you something that can change your health and make you feel better. See, my wife is very good at, at this part, right? Anything is wrong with you. She can diagnose and tell you what you should try. You know, you should take some of this. And when it don't work, all right, why don't try this? And then it don't work. All right, now you can go to the doctor. Because she has no authority to prescribe anything but bush medicine. <laughs> I, I don't know what I call it. Over-the-counter drugs. But you see the real stuff? You have to go to a real doctor. And the real doctor write a prescription. And then you get the real stuff and you get really better. Amen? Who is that person? That's God. And this is the prescription. So how do I get what I want? I declare my prescription. I look at it. 
I don't I just I just turn right here so I buck up. He says, My Lord, I have now found favor in your sight. Do not pass your servant. I don't understand it. It's just one little verse and we just turn here. And anyway the Bible turn, I that me read. But you know what? God do not pass me by. Because I'm your servant. I don't know what it means. I don't understand it context. But if the doctor prescribe it, I'm going to declare it. See, some of us are trying to understand before we declare. Some of us think we need to have the ability to explain before we declare. I told people that long before I had any money in the bank, I tell people that I'm a millionaire. Them say, how much money you have? Millions. So where is it? When I find it, I'll tell you. I used to tell people, hey, I'm going to really get serious and give my life to the Lord. And these, my friends used to say, listen, when I see that, I will believe it. And it happened. I used to tell people, hey, listen, I want to get married. They said, oh, yo, you must see man, man, like you, you can't get married, man. You can't get married. I said, all right, you're going to see today I'm married listen if you ask me to explain it I could not at the time but I still declared it we have power in our tongue to speak things out of our lives and we have power in our tongues to speak things into our lives come on just bow your heads with me let me pray with you as we close then I'm going to give you the same challenge I give to the first service let me give it a challenge first. For this week, I want you to find in the scriptures 10 things that God says about you. And in the morning, when you wake up, you declare those 10 things over your life. And then in the evening before you go to your bed, you declare those 10 things over your life, whatever they are. Find the scriptures. You know, I'm the apple of his eye. I'm joint ears with Jesus Christ. I'm blessed and highly favored. You find those things and you write those 10 things and you declare them over your life. You may not feel that way. Maybe you need to write down the joy of the Lord is my strength. And that is one of your declarations. Maybe one of your declarations is I am blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Maybe you need to declare it is his will that I prosper and be in good health as my soul prospers. And you declare that. You don't feel that way. You don't see that happening. But you keep on declaring it. Because like the disciples heard a declaration and the following day they saw the manifestation. There are times when between the manifestation and the declaration there is some time. But if you keep declaring it, you will see the manifestation thereof. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every person in this room this morning. I pray that we will say what we want to see. Your word says he will have whatever he says. Lord, we want to change what we have been getting. So we are going to change what we have been saying. We are going to say some new things. We are going to turn to you, the good doctor. And whatever you prescribe is what we are going to declare. 
even when we don't understand even when we can't explain by faith we will declare and god we thank you that there is going to be transformation because we have authorization to declare your truth we have been authorized because we are sons and daughters of the most high god said whosoever god the young and the old need to speak the word of god why because the power of life and death lies in the tongue god we can destroy our lives or we can build our lives by your spoken word and so forgive us for every hurtful word spoken that we have spoken over our own lives and over the lives of others and may today be a new beginning a new day when the words we speak are in alignment and accordance with your will we thank you for your truth because it is knowing the truth that will set us free and who the son sets free is free indeed you are the blessed god forever and to you belong all glory and honor and praise in jesus name Amen and amen and amen. Come on just stand to your feet and give the Lord a big hand clap. Come on he deserves better than that. Hallelujah. Listen so you find those 10 things if you need help you can um you know call the church and we will send you something we'll send it to the church so you can get out just some declarations for you to say but we need to start declaring the word of god over our lives because the power of life and death lies in our tongue amen god bless you join us for house of prayer on tuesday at 7 p.m enjoy the rest of your day